Today's Sunday sermon has been made possible by the members of Southside Christian Fellowship Church and listeners like you. Thank you so much for your continued prayerful and financial support of this ministry. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and how to get involved, or simply want to give a gift, please just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net today. And I'm talking about the importance of prayer, but, but it happens through a transformation. You know, we, we don't just pop out being able to pray just these, I don't know, for, let's go with two hours. That seems to be the theme, right? It, it's difficult. It takes, it takes perseverance. It takes time. It, it takes some allowing God to transform us into what he has called us to be. Uh, I'm going through a, a juice, sort of juice fast. I told uh, Dad, I said, I'm feeling a little angry today. I might should have preached on hell today. I don't know. It might have been a little easier, but... You know, I uh, praise God I've never been addicted to, food, to uh, alcohol or drugs, but I can tell you that uh, some of the things I'm experiencing and what I understand about detox and withdrawals and things like that, it's, it's running very similar. So y'all be praying for me. Pray for Tammy more than me. She's been helping me out, and unfortunately I start to snap at her a little bit, and she didn't do anything wrong. But, but it's part of the transformation. I mean, I have so given my life to food that, that it's just got a stranglehold on me. And that's just the truth. And I, I'm, I'm saying that because I know that I'm not the only person that has strangleholds in their life. Maybe yours isn't food, but we all have, we all have things that, that grab a hold of us and just won't let go. And the crazy thing is I have found myself time and time again saying things that I hear addicts say. I can quit anytime I want. You know, uh, I, really, I really don't have a problem, you know. And then I avoid looking in the mirror because, you know, that, that's the truth and then that would come back at me. And so by doing all those things, what's happened is I have developed some really, really, really bad habits. And I've tried. I mean, I have really honestly, sincerely looking at you in the face, tried to do something about it. And so the Lord really just kind of showed me that I was in, getting into a, a really, really tough state. And so I've, I've decided to do something that's a little more drastic um, for various reasons. I won't go into it. But so, like I said, I started this uh, juice fast. I did a really good Thursday. And... Um, I did not do good Friday. I did really good Saturday. So I don't know if that means I'm on day two and a half or if I started over yesterday. I'm not really sure what that means. But I said all of that to say it's a transformation. It's a process. Before I started on Thursday, I said the right things. I told Tammy the truth. I really know I need to do this. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. I understand that. Get into it, and I'm ready to quit day two, you know. That's enough of this. I'll just forget it. It's all right. I'll figure something else out, you know. It, you can know what you've got to do, but going through it is still part of the process and not always easy. And so that transformation that, that Lorraine is talking about, you know, it seems like it's super simple. Just let God transform you. And, and on the surface, it is very easy. It's simply submitting to God and saying, Lord, do with me what you want. But when he starts transforming us, we start resisting. And we start, we start saying, oh, hold up, Lord. Now, what, you can deal with this over here. I'm all right with you getting rid of this right here. But, but let's leave this alone over here. And so it's a very similar process. So, again, the whole point of what we're doing here is not just for us to live abundant lives, but we're in this process of reaching out to our community. And we want to impact our community for Jesus, and we want to have the most impact that we possibly can and so we've talked about how to do that through prayer and last week I spoke to you about just just thinking about it in two ways here we want to we want to drive out the enemy by waging war and we do that through prayer we're doing that we're doing that 
And we want to create disciples within our community by knowing the love of God in our own lives, then showing our community that love of God, and then helping them to grow in that love of God. And that's what we're working on. And so we, we boiled it down to three simple steps. You know, my theme is keeping it simple. I can't handle complicated. Uh, and so three steps. Open your mouth and talk to God. That's it. Step two, close your mouth and listen to God. And number three, don't be selfish. And that is the toughest one of all. And we do have to have a different perspective on our prayers. And that's not saying it's wrong to ask God for things. But it's more that balance that we talked about. What percentage of your prayers are focused solely on things you want versus praying to God and things that he wants? You know, that is the transformation we're talking about here. It, it reminds me of a story I read recently. A young fifth grade boy, he, was, he had just gone to church, and the preacher preached an awesome sermon on persistence. And so he's in his room praying, and his dad walks by, and he hears the kid, and he's just saying, Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo. He said, what is going on in there? So he asked the kid, he said, he said, what's going on? He said, he said, you know, Dad, I'm just praying. He said, you know, the preacher said to be persistent in our prayers, and I missed a question on a test today, so I'm praying God would change the capital of Mexico to Tokyo. <laughs> That's kind of how we do God, isn't it? Instead of learning the lesson that he has for us, we try to get him to change the lesson to meet where we're at. And so today I want to talk to you about the next steps. You're opening your mouth, you're talking to God. Okay? You're closing your mouth, you're listening to God. And now you're working on not being selfish. And so how do we improve? How do we continue down that path? How do we get that transformation that we're talking about today? Well, the first thing we need to understand is that prayer needs faith. Prayer needs faith. I like how uh, Mahalia Jackson, she was an old gospel singer, said, Faith and prayer are the vitamins of the soul. Man cannot live in health without them. You know, Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he proves to be one who rewards those who seek him. Wednesday night, we got into a little conversation uh, on, do we need prayer first, then faith, or faith, then prayer? And almost reminded me of the whole chicken and egg conflict. If you don't know that conflict, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Because if a chicken comes from an egg, then the egg had to come first, right? But, it, but if the egg comes from the chicken, then the chicken had to come first. I mean, how, how do you square that? So, so do you pray for the faith, or do you have faith for your prayers? And the reality is that prayer needs faith. They go together. And so I like how she said it with the vitamins. You know, it reminds me of Hebrews 11.1. 1. We've heard this scripture several times. We've quoted it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And it got me to thinking, and the Lord said this right here. He said, if faith is the substance of things hoped for, then a prayer without faith is a prayer without hope. Think about that for a minute. If faith is the substance of things hoped for, then a prayer without faith is a prayer without hope. So they go hand in hand. We don't want to just pray. We want to pray with faith. If you back up just a few scriptures in Hebrews in the first, uh, still the 11th chapter, the first verse. I'm sorry, I went through that one. Let me catch my place here, I apologize. Uh, that's what it is. Going back to the sixth verse, he talks about seeking him. That's how we build our faith. We build our faith through seeking him. 
by, by chasing after God the Father. Oswald Chambers said, he said, the purpose of prayer is not to get a hold, I'm sorry, the purpose of prayer is to get a hold of God, not the answer. The purpose of prayer is to get a hold of God, not the answer. I, I've, I mean, when I read that, I was like, wow, that, that is not my understanding of prayer at all. My understanding of prayer has always been, if you have a problem, go to God and he'll solve it, which is good advice, but it's always been about me. It's always been about, Lord, what can you do in my life and for me and for what's going on around me? And so that puts a new perspective on it that we should be simply praying to create that uh, relationship with God the Father. You know, we've talked about the Lord's Prayer. The first part of that prayer is, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, the first thing Jesus is teaching us there is that we ought to be responding to him and rep- recognizing his place in our life. The second part is that will be done, right? It's all about him. Our prayers need to be recognizing him and building that relationship with him. Because like as we go to Psalms, we talked about, we give you the desires of your heart. The first part of that says what? Delight in his ways. How do you delight in his ways if you don't know his ways? And the only way to know his ways are to get to know him, right? So... As we get to know the Father, then our faith gets built. Look at what it says in Proverbs, the 8th chapter. It says, I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. You know, diligence is not just checking off the list. You know, diligence is, it's steady. It's earnest. It says it's an energetic effort. You know, devoted, painstaking painstaking work that's diligence right you know the juice fast i'm i'm on is not easy it's painstaking work and day one went well as far as me sticking to the script but it still wasn't easy i have mental battles i fight i gotta be honest with y'all i don't know what y'all dream about but you know go back to miller's alehouse that dad talked about even while we're eating we're talking about food and not the food we're eating I'm dreaming about the next biscuit or the next bowl of grits. Man, I'm getting hungry just preaching about it, you know. I'm thinking about food constantly, you know. So so it's a battle in the mind when you go to that mealtime and you say, I'm not going to do what I've been doing. You know, it's the same thing with prayer. You know, we're so tempted to just bow out or cut it short, and we have got to make a conscious decision and fight those mental battles to stay with it Somebody told me last week, said, you know, I thought I was doing good with prayer, and then I signed up for a two-hour prayer shift, and about 30 minutes in, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Two hours is a long time. It's funny because if we're doing something that we absolutely love, two hours goes by like that, and we're wishing we had more time with it. So when we begin to look at prayer, and we're thinking two hours is forever, what does that tell you about what we love? Right? So God is doing a transformation. We've been called to be a house of prayer. It's not like we went into this blind thinking that everybody was just going to all of a sudden be prayer warriors. But there's got to be that painstaking process that we go through. We have to realize that it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight. We've got to have perseverance. You know, man has got some pretty good quotes about perseverance. Here are just three that I found. Thomas Edison, we've heard, I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I put that one in there to just remind us that we're working on prayer, but if we don't actually pray, we're never going to get better at it. 
So don't misunderstand me. If you're praying selfish prayers, I'm not telling you to stop praying. I'm just telling you to allow God to transform your prayer life. That's what he's doing to me. And I find myself going back to prayer, and I realize, man, I've, I've prayed for 30 minutes, and 25 of that was spent on me and things God could do for me. And so what do I do? Stop praying? No. Just as I go to the next prayer, then I, I work on that. You know, I think that's why Jesus gave us that model, and if we would actually follow that model every time, it would be much easier for us to stay focused on prayer the right way with, with God the Father. Newt Gingrich said this right here, perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. Man, that was, that was very true because that's what I'm experiencing right now. I put in a lot of hard work on Thursday, that very first day. I really did. I worked very hard to stay on track. And what happened Friday? I didn't persevere. I gave in. So then I have a choice. Either I continue on with the juice fast or start again, or I just give up completely, and who knows what happens. So Saturday I started again, and it was a tough day. And I woke up today, and so far I've persevered. And so I noticed, okay, today was a little bit better than the first second day I had. And that's what I'm telling you, like with prayer and anything in life. The first time you go to pray and sit down for a two-hour session, it may be the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life. And you may do more battling in your head about just making the two hours than you do actually praying. But it's okay. It's okay because with perseverance, that's where we're going to overcome. Let me let you know a little secret. As we seek Jesus, let me just tell you something. God's ways are not our ways. It's not our ways. When we think about painstaking work, we're thinking about it in our terms and what we go through. If we'll change our perspective and look at what God said about painstaking work, in Isaiah he told us, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And how many times did he back that up in Scripture? I mean, you look at Matthew chapter 5, and that's where he talks about it's no longer an eye for an eye, but he tells us, you know, if somebody sues you to take your tunic, give them your cloak also. If they, if they slap you on the, the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek. If they want you to go with them a mile, go with them too. This is all backwards thinking for us. Right? Pray for your enemies. You know, I don't want to tell all the business. I'll just try to keep the name out of it. But somebody I care about got taken advantage of not too long ago. And some scammers got a hold of their money. And I asked Dad for some advice on the situation. And he said, pray blessings. So I went and asked somebody else. <laughs> I couldn't see where I should be praying blessings for a thief. It didn't make any sense to me. And so I said, I don't know about praying blessings on them. I, I, I may pray conviction and even some jail time just to maybe get them a little closer to Jesus. But Jesus said to pray for your enemies, right? Pray for your enemies. It's always backwards from the way that we see things. Even the way that we live in this world, it's backwards. So Jesus goes one step further. Matthew 11. He says, come to me all you who labor and are burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, painstaking work according to the Father is easy if we do it his way. Because he makes it easy if we do it his way and we come to him. So he's not telling us that we have to be 
battling as, as hard as I'm battling, if I'll do it the Lord's way and I'll submit, it will become easy. It will become easy. You think about um, anything in your life that you've had to overcome. It's the same thing with prayer. Prayer is not one of the things our flesh enjoys. It's just not. And so it shouldn't be a shock to us when we struggle to pray for long periods of time. But it also shouldn't be a shock to us that if we don't start training, it's never going to get better. It's never going to get easier. It's never going to get fun. But I, I will promise you this, based on experience, that if you will submit and you will just start praying and start pushing yourself a little further each time, a little further each time, a little further each time, you're going to find out that you're going to progress. You're going to transform the way God has intended. And we're going to have a house of prayer that has prayer, praise, and worship going forward 24 hours a day, seven days a week because we have people that can push forward and pray the way God asks us to pray. Amen? But it's not going to happen if we give in to the pains of our flesh. Because you see, not only is it easy if we do it God's way to build our faith, it's easy to find him. See, he says to seek him, right? Diligently seek him. That's how we'll build our faith, by diligently seeking the Lord. Well, he says in Second Chronicles here, the 15th chapter says, Now the Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. Let me stop there for just a second. The Lord is with you when you are with him. And if you seek him, he will let you find him. Think about that for a minute. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For many days Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without the law. But in their distress, they did what? They turned to the Lord God of Israel, and they sought him, and he let them find him. If we will turn to the Lord and seek him, he will let us find him. And when we find him, it's no longer painstaking. It's no longer burdensome. It's no longer difficult. In fact, you start missing the time that you're spending with him when you have to go do other things. When you start going to pick up groceries, different things like that, you're missing that quiet time with the Lord. But it takes that transformation. What does it say in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7? That's the ask, seek, and knock scriptures. But what does it say about seek? Seek and you will find. It didn't say seek, jump through three hoops, do a cartwheel, spin backwards, say aha four times, and then I'll give you another clue. Seek. And you'll find. We make things more complicated than they are. Seek and we will find. It's that simple. But we have to take the steps to pray. We have to move forward or else we will never, never transform the way God wants us to transform. You see, prayer without faith becomes meaningless. Prayer without faith becomes meaningless. So I encourage you not to have meaningless prayers. And if you don't have the faith, you can pray for faith, and God will grant that faith. But it only comes with us seeking him, delighting in his ways, right? Following after him.
I don't have much more for you today. I just want to kind of um, summarize what I've talked to you about this morning. And then I, I actually want to worship a little bit more. Is that okay with you guys? Our prayers need faith. And faith is found when we diligently seek the Lord. And thankfully, when we diligently seek him, he will let us find him. So, so I close with this statement here. If we have any chance of impacting our culture for Jesus, we must persevere in prayer and have faith that God will let us find him. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that the Lord will lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.